Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Art of Decluttering. I am one of your hosts, Cassie Ferugia. And I'm Amy Ravel. And today we are bringing you a special episode. It's kind of like the ultimate celebration episode. It's like the after party of lockdown because right around New South Wales in particular, and I'm fingers crossed we will also be feeling this in Victoria, kids are going back to school they're going back to school (laughs) (sighs) back to school but along with that cursed we know that there may be some teething issues after it's been so long yeah and so we wanted to give you an episode from a few years ago um and it might seem a bit weird because it was recorded just before this whole pandemic hit. It was recorded back on the thir- released on the thirteenth of January two thousand and twenty. <laughs> Just before um, we knew what was coming. Yeah, so bear with us as we talk about stuff with such excitement and anticipation, <laughs> not <laughs> knowing kids, what was coming. Yeah, missed like two hundred days of school after this podcast was dropped. But you know, <laughs> yeah. But we thought it would be a good episode to um, help all of us who are transitioning back to school um, to help us to think about how we can structure this last term of school here in Australia and um, how we could hopefully look forward to next year and what next year will bring as well. Um, So we really hope you enjoy this episode and please forgive past Kirsty and Amy for not knowing what was coming. (laughs) I'm kind of glad they didn't know what was coming because they may have just been hiding under a rock. Yeah, no, they probably would not have released an episode called Back to School. (laughs) It would have been, here you go, ladies, you're about to have your four children at home for pretty much, well, for Melbourne at least, 18 months, almost nonstop. And for you guys for a good, what, five months or something. So, you know. It but is what it is. Got, it is what it is. And we have got uh, quite a few other episodes on mental health and mental health care. And 
So we encourage you to listen to those ones as well, because we anticipate that these next couple of months are going to be a bit bumpy as we transition back into our new normal and what life is going to look like outside of lockdown. Um, And so we really encourage you all to care for yourself and care for your loved ones as best you can. Um, And just know that their days may be bumpy as well as they head back to school. So with all that in mind, enjoy the episode. School holidays can be long, but they can be enjoyable. And the summer holidays often feel like in my mind, they go like maybe four or five days too long. It's not weeks too long. Just a tiny little just bit. Just a couple of days. Yeah, where they're just getting that bit antsy and they're ready to go back. And for our kids, the anxiety starts. Um, not major anxiety, but there's often a little bit of murmuring under the under the whatever, skin, brain, don't know the words. Yes, when they start acting funny, you've got mm-hmm. to remember, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they've to started to think about it. Yeah. So we're sorry for all you Northern Hemisphere listeners who... <laughs> Went back to school last week, presumably, or yeah, yeah, you, that's right. You can you can listen plenty, to this in September you when yes. you when you're going back to school. So one of the things we've done for this episode is we've created a great downloadable that you can download for free and use, and it's a way of recording a few things about each child as they enter the school year. I've been doing this with both my kids since they're in four year old kinder. Every year we print out the sheet, they fill out the questions, we trace their hand on the back and then it goes in a little pocket sleeve. And so the theory being by the time they get to year 12, there's 13 of these, this is my favourite band, my favourite food, my favourite movie, my best friends, my teacher, what I love, what I don't love, what I want to be when I grow up. We've evolved from when I grow up, I want to be a lion. Excellent. Elijah? Yep. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) who it was. And now we're at a, I want to be a cricket player. And you kind of see the evolution and their little hands get bigger on the back. So we're going to provide that for you um, so you can download that and use it if you'd like. And you in Victoria get to know who your teachers are before you go back to school, don't you? Yes, I think we talked about this last year. We find out in the last week of school of the prior year. But in Sydney, you don't find out till you start, do you? Uh, Not even a couple of weeks into starting. How? Because they don't know how long they... They don't know who's going to enrol in the first couple of days. So they don't really? want to set the school. Like this is for public schools. Yeah. Private schools, obviously, are different. But public schools, yeah, because they don't want to have everybody settled into classes and then have to rejig things when mm. 15 new kids enrol on the first day. Interesting. We don't seem to have a lot of enrolments at the last minute. We live in a growing growing okay um suburb yeah maybe that's different because we're at a capped school it's not zoned officially i don't think but you've got to you've got to be in the area yeah it's got to be a local primary school so some of the things that kids can get anxious about is that new teacher is who's going to be in my class where's the classroom am i going to know my way around the school is it a new school so many things that there are moments for things to get derailed because maybe that's happening with you at the moment. Like what is different this year? Have you got a kid starting prep or foundation or kindy, whatever it's called in your state? Or are they starting high school or have you moved schools? So it can be an anxious time for us parents as well. Neither of us have children that are um, starting prep or starting year seven or finishing high school this year. However, Every year is completely different and different kids can have different anxieties. Maybe 
They are starting at a new school, even though it might be grade three or year nine. There's all these new things. So we wanted to talk today about some ways that you can help your kids settle back into school and be organized and not create a whole lot of extra work and stress around the organizing of getting to school in the morning, being at school, being at home and getting back into that routine. Yeah, and it's also a great time to stop and reflect on what is changing for you as in your family like what different after school activities are they starting what does your week going what is your week and Mm -hmm. their week's going to look like what needs to be juggled around do you need to start thinking about meal planning because you're realized actually when you sit down and look at it you're out every night of the week so maybe do we need to do HelloFresh or do we need to do batch cooking on Mm -hmm. a Sunday or what What does your week as a parent look like as well? And then how can we, you know, empower our kids to have great weeks at school as well? Mm, And there can be all the new things of learning. Well, how, how do we manage getting from school to swimming and from swimming to eat dinner and from eat dinner to we have to get a kid out to netball training at seven o'clock? There's just so many logistical things that change at the beginning of a new year particularly for us in Australia, that it all happens at once. Yeah, summer sports start back and mm-hmm. it's still light at seven, at, you know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. So, yeah, and yeah, and you've had six weeks of holidays where the kids haven't, you know, there's been no time restrictions, yeah. as much Less time routine. restrictions, going to bed, and then you've got to start thinking about, okay, maybe, maybe by today, you know, like we've got, roughly two weeks before the kids go back to school. So we've got to start winding back their bedtime routines <laughs> so that they're going to school, at, going to bed at a decent hour. And We really that find jazz. that hard over summer because my kids are really into the cricket. Oh, yes. And so we let them often watch the cricket of a night over the summer holidays and we don't really care. Like they'll get up when they get up in the morning, usually by 7.30, and so it doesn't matter if they're up <laughs> to 11 watching the cricket. But how do you do that when they go back to school? Yeah. Do you? Maybe you've got kids that can totally handle a late night yep. and you can do that one night a week and say, yeah, you can sit up and watch the cricket or whatever other people are up and watching. Yeah. I think the kids will need to go to cricket together when I'm down in January. That's a great idea. Because Ollie is now determined that he is going to be the Australian wiki. Oh, well, him and Elijah. Elijah's going to be the Australian uh, spin bowler, I think, is what he wants yeah. to do. Yeah, and I was like, I'm like, awesome! You want to be a wicket keeper? It's like the hardest job on a cricket team to get into. Yeah, because there's just one. Because there's them. only one. Yeah. Whereas you can have a couple of spin bowlers. Yeah, exactly. Oh well, they can play on the same team. That would be so cool. <laughs> That'd be pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, first let's get them into the New South Wales and the Victorian team. Yeah, we haven't even got a larger in local cricket because he busted his hand this summer. So next year, next year. Yeah. Yeah. So we also wanted to, like, we've spoken about holding space for our kids as they're going through this anxiousness of getting ready for school. But we also just wanted to remind you to have grace for yourself and for them um, with all these changes that are going on. Yeah. And you might want to think about routines, like what time would we like to have dinner? Because I know for our family with daylight saving, it gets harder to have dinner on time. I just lose track of time. Yeah. And although I don't do the cooking in my house and count as the cooking, often I'm the one that says, okay, we should start cooking dinner now or whatever, and it's like 8 o'clock and we're eating dinner rather than really 6.30 so that we can have an organised night. So some things that you might want to think about are what time do you want your kids to wake up in the morning? What time do you want them to leave for school? 
What time do you expect that you'll be home? What time do you want to eat dinner? What time do you want them to go to bed? And I that- want my kids to wake up at 7.30. Yep. They don't. They wake up at 6. I want my kids <laughs> to go to school by themselves by 8.30. No, I have to drive them. <laughs> So they're all great questions to ask, but we can't can't supply the best answer for you because the best answer is determined on you and your family, Mm -hmm. not on what we actually wish for. My ideal is that my 13-year-old would always walk himself to school, but that doesn't always happen. And so... But I think having yes. the answering those questions then allows you to decide what you're going to be flexible on. Mm. So maybe on a Thursday night you do have takeaway because you're really not getting home till 7.30 after swimming or after karate or whatever you're doing. Um, and it helps you to know your children. I find this particularly helpful. Mm. It's easy for me. I only have two children. If you've got six or seven, that's much harder. You're balancing a whole lot of different needs and personalities and strengths and all that kind of thing. But for us, I know that Jesse's up by about 6, 6.30 every morning. That's just a standard. He can go to bed at 1 a.m. He's still up at exactly the same time. Mm-hmm. Whereas Elijah often sleeps in till 7.30. Now, I know for some families they're like, that's not a sleep in. Wait till you see my teenager. But this is how the routine works for our family. So we never wake Jesse up. He's always the first up. But if we don't get Elijah up by 7.30... It's really hard to get him out the door by 8.30 for school. He's a slow starter in the morning. So he likes a bit of a cuddle and sit on the couch before he really starts moving. Whereas Jesse can be up, dressed, fed, eaten breakfast, packed his bag, made his lunch, fed the rabbits by like quarter past seven. He's a machine in the morning. And you've just got to know how your different kids work. So for Jesse, we used to have a no screens in the morning rule. That doesn't work for him. He's ready. There's like He's just going, what else am I going to do? I've done my basketball practice, I've practiced piano, I've done trombone. And so we do have then grace for him to do that because that's how he is. But Elijah doesn't have the same rules. Yeah. Because he needs to. Because he's not That's right. And that's fine. The the thing that he gets in the morning is more sleep. More sleep. And he gets the privilege of going slow. Yeah. Yeah. And not being roused on the whole time. Yes. So know your kids. And work to their strengths and play to their strengths. And if your kids are morning people, maybe see if they can do their chores in the morning. Could they unstack the dishwasher? Could they, what else do kids do? Is doing the homework, is that the yes. best time for them? Because is it, yeah, we found when we made our kids do homework, we don't make them, they don't do homework anymore. But when we were enforcing the homework, that it was better to do it in the morning mm. than after school because they were fresh and alert and ready to give it their best. And they weren't like 15 minutes of homework isn't tiring them out for the rest of the day. Great. Whereas 15 minutes of homework turns into 45 minutes of homework of come on, like come it's, on, should only just take do you 15 it. minutes. Do it, do it, just do it. If you just did it, it would be done by now <laughs> in the afternoon, yeah. which uh, that's what I heard my neighbours saying anyway. That wasn't me. <laughs> Some other crazy lady yeah. on your street. <laughs> Some other person who sounded exactly like me. <laughs> And I think, you know, like looking at that and thinking, when my kids get home from school, I'm not going to say, all right, quick, straight into your homework. Here's your iPad. Here's a bowl of trail mix or lollies or whatever you choose to feed your kids. Mm. Have some downtime. I like downtime when I'm finished work. I don't like getting straight back into it. I want 10 minutes of just me time. And then just setting those expectations can be really helpful. Yeah, so I think it is really helpful to go, okay, what and what needs to be done in the afternoon and let's make it a family affair. Like the for me, 
in our house, we only have like one or two lunch boxes each. Like we don't have 20 lunch boxes each. So every night they need to be washed. Yeah. And I prefer to get all that done ASAP. So their job when they walk in the door is to unpack their school bag and then they're free to do. Then they're free That's to great. have afternoon tea. Then they're free to do what whatever it is that we've got planned for the afternoon. And that might be watching the iPad. It might be going outside and playing street cricket or it might be moving on to the next activity mm. like cricket or soccer yeah. or gymnastics and all the stuff that we do in the afternoon. But And they just know that. Like, mm. I, I, yeah, I have but to they have encourage reason, them. Kirst. Yes, they like have you've reason. given them reason. Yeah. If you don't do that in the morning, it's crazy because we don't have a clean lunchbox. Yeah. Like, my kids are the same, one lunchbox each. If it's not washed, they have to wash it in the morning. Yeah. And that's not fun. So it's there's motivation and reason yeah. behind what we're asking. Yeah. And we make their dinner. We make their dinners. Sometimes we choose to feed our children. No. Simon has taken it upon himself to make their lunches he's like josh palau from this organized life laurie's husband he makes their lunches and simon's the same because i was letting the kids make their own lunches and not getting up <laughs> and enough. supervising them because they're eight and ten like and now and next year they'll be eight and a half and ten and a half and simon wasn't overly pleased with their choices that they were making and so fair enough he decided to take that back and make that part of his load and so he does that of an evening so mm. the dishes definitely need to be done so yeah whether or not i get the dishes done straight away but they hadn't they- one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare. that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Need to be done. If anyone has children starting in foundations this year, can I give you Which a red prep hot prep or kindy or first year of kindy? First year of school. Best if year anyone kindy. has um, kids starting in that year level, let me just tell you what I did, and it might work for you or it might not, is I said to my kids, did you know when you get to prep, prep kids make their own lunch? Like <laughs> Mums and dads don't make the lunch anymore for kids once they're at school. That's your responsibility. And they're like, cool, because like at that age, that's that's a treat. And I have never not once made lunch for either of my children in the entirety of their school life. And Elijah even, I'm sure I've shared this on the podcast before, Elijah said last year when he was in grade four, mum, can you believe so many of the kids in my class, their mum or their dad make their lunch? How weird is that? I was like, that is really weird. <laughs> 
So, you know, you might want to take a leaf out of how it works at the Ravel house. And, and if Simon had a look at what's in my kids' lunchboxes, it's not very colourful. Like there's a lot of white stuff. There's like an apple, which is, you know, predominantly white on the inside. There's a sandwich that maybe has avocado and tuna and spinach or something in it. There's crackers, there's a muesli bar. I don't care. They're doing it themselves. They're making pretty good choices. That, hey, I just let it go. It's hey, awesome. That was my choice. Yeah, but, I'm with you. But that's okay. He's their parent as well. He's allowed to make his own choices around their food and what responsibility he takes on. I'm sure that they're more well-nourished than most kids at their school. And and he's so cute. He writes them a note sometimes too, like, I love you, buddy. Have a great day. And I used to do that on the banana peel when the kids went to kindy and I'd write and then they were like, can you stop doing that? It like bruises the banana. (laughs) I was like, okay, bad mummy. I thought I was being a really fun, nice mummy. No, 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 I am not. Um, we really in- love the idea of having places that things live mm. in your house. So it's really makes it super easy for the kids to know, okay, this is where the lunch boxes are. This is where the lunch boxes go back into. Uh-huh. This is where my bag lives. This is where my bag goes back to. This is where my school shoes are. This is where they go back to. This is where my uniform can be found. This is where it goes back to and so on and so forth a home for everything and everything in its home mm-hmm. when your kids say to you i can't find my drink bottle you say is it where it should be like that's a really simple question so then it reinforces that there is somewhere that that should live it reinforces can you go look before you come ask mum or dad mm. because we're busy and we don't need to look for you but it also reinforces that if it's not where it should be that's on you now, not mean, not like you can't have water at school if you can't find your drink bottle. Well, but you can because there's a water bubbler at school. <laughs> yeah, but they're gross. They're... Oh, my goodness. It's water. Yeah. There's people in this world who don't even have access to water. Suck it up, kids. Drink out of the bubbler. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Parenting 101 from Mrs. Kirsty Fruit. <laughs> Suck it up. There's people worse off. Yes. <laughs> but by – so what I was saying – before we um, gave our kids a bit of concrete to suck up was <laughs> that if we get into the routine of allowing them to take responsibility for where things belong, that it reinforces that that's just where you put it and it saves them time and worry as well. And it does work. Children are like little sponges. If you just reinforce to them, hey, this is where we put our lunchbox. Did you look there? Have you put it back there? They will start to get into the habit of that and the routine of that. And it just also, as you said, it places the responsibility on them. Because mm-hmm. they are responsible little humans. Yeah, so when they go to school, they might be thinking, mm, where did I put my drink bottle down? They might, or they may not, because... Are your kids kids who lose stuff yes. at school? Like, what have they Even lost? Even though they're amazing, like, you know, they're really great at habits and routines at home. I think they go to school and go, what, what are they losing? Water bottles, hats, jackets. Oh, so quite expensive things. Water bottles, jacks, hat, jackets and hats, yes. Right. 20 bucks every couple of weeks for <gasps> a hat. No. Yeah. I refuse to, but then Simon's like, you can't. You, you have, have to, to buy give him a hat. hat. Yeah. I was like, no. Does he, he say it in that voice? He can play in the shade. Does he say it in no. that voice? <laughs> I was like, no, he can play in the shade. And then because Ollie, Ollie goes, oh, but all my friends are out playing. Well, then don't lose your hat, yeah. bud. We have a no play. hat, no play rule, so you can't even go outside. If you oh, they're allowed on. They're allowed outside. They just have to be under the coal loose. Right. Um, my kids, not surprisingly, have never lost a thing at school. 
Yeah, because your kids are like angels. No, they're so not angels. They're perfect in every way. Let's just not. They take after their mother. No. (laughs) Then they're definitely not. (laughs) Yeah. I I meant dad. They take after their father. That's exactly right. Um, One of the things that came to my mind when I was preparing for this episode in my mind and thinking about how do we help kids get back into the school routine and how do we understand our kids well, I came up with the switch versus dial concepts for kids. So Tell me, Kirsty, if I'm right. Jesse and Ollie are like switches. Like it's on and then they're on and then they're off and they're off. So in the morning they wake up, switch. I'm ready, I'm go, I'm going to get home, I'm going to unpack my thing, turn off, I'm relaxing. Mm. Whereas Elijah and Emily, I sense more, are more like dials. Like it's a slow turn up and a slow turn down. So some kids need a five-minute warning. Hey, guys, in five minutes we'll be leaving the house. Please make sure you've got your shoes and socks on. They're dial kids. The Switch kids, they have their shoes and socks on. You just say we're walking out the house and they're there. And I think learning to parent and learning to get ready for school, knowing whether you've got a Switch or a dial kid or one of each, as we both have, is really helpful because when I say to Elijah, get in the car, we're going, he's like, but but you didn't tell me I haven't got my shoes on yet. Whereas Jesse always has his shoes on because he was ready an hour ago. Mm. And so when you've got a dial kid, just some of those, hey, just friendly reminders. Don't forget to take your lunchbox out of your bag. Yeah. And I know we shared this in our school episode a couple of years ago, um, but I think it's a good tip, so I'm going to share it again. And it's my podcast. I can do what I want. Sure can, sister. (laughs) Is we, when the kids were little... Um, we put fun music on as our alarm for um, getting out of the house. And I made it deliberately early. So I made it 10 minutes early. So I wasn't like, ah, we're running late. Now we're going to be late. It was like turned up, made it go 10 minutes before. So that was their reminder to go and do their teeth um, and do their hair. And then there was one five minutes before and that was their reminder to get their shoes and socks on, or their socks on because we do shoes literally as we're walking out the door. So, um, and it was fun. It was fun music and happy music. Like at the time when that was, it was literally happy. Happy by Farrell? Farrell? It's not Will Farrell because that's, like I yeah. always go to say Will Farrell. But for Pharrell Williams. Pharrell Williams, maybe. Yeah. We're so old, Kirst. I know. This is really <laughs> Those embarrassing. young people who play <laughs> happy music. And then it was like Justin Timberlake from Trolls movie and stuff. So um, make it fun. So, it, you know, it's not you nagging and mm. it's not your voice and they're like, they don't tune out because they've already tuned, to be honest. Or is it just my kids? They've already tuned out to your voice. <laughs> And you're nagging, so make it happy and make it music so it's not you nagging. So yep. that's my number one tip for getting out of the house and making it early. One of the things that a lot of families around the world find difficult is getting to school on time mm. and giving their children enough time that they can get to the classroom, not just be like thrown out the door at the two-minute drop-off as the bell's going, but actually enough time to get into the classroom put their water bottle on their desk, like just do the thing so that they feel like they're calm before the teacher comes in. Our kids aren't allowed into the classroom until, like they, they line up. Oh, on the outside with their bags. Yeah. Right. This is, as always, you get the polar opposites. <laughs> Ours are allowed into the classroom by about 8.30, I think. Sometimes it's even earlier, but the teachers won't necessarily be there until 5 to 9. So they have time to unpack and settle in and not feel like they're rushed into the day. 
And so if you're struggling, I think maybe we'll try and come up with a few tips for you so that you can get your kids to school on time so that you don't feel harried and make sure you're ready first. Mm, Put your own air mask on first. Yeah, get ready. And so figure out what time that is that you need to get up, but you get ready so that you're not trying to hustle them along and still trying to get your makeup on or, Mm. you know, your food ready. So that's my tip. That's what works best in our house. If I focus on the kids and get them ready and then look up and it's five to eight, that's when I start to go, ah, I've got all this stuff to do before I can get out of the house and it's all your kids' fault. You made me. Oh, again, whoops. Neighbor. That's my neighbor. That was neighbor. neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually ever blame them. It's not their fault. It's my choices. But your yes. children or your neighbors? Yeah, my neighbor. My neighbor <laughs> never blames her children because it's always her choices. Yes, and she, that's and what she I thought owns. You meant. She takes responsibility for her choices. Your neighbor sounds great. I wonder if she'd want to host a podcast with me. <laughs> another idea one of the things we did with our kids is when we first of all started off at school is explain to them the why of being on time and I just said to them when you're on time you're more relaxed you're more ready to learn it's disrespectful to your teacher to be late it's disrespectful to your classmates to be late how do you feel I don't know that we've ever been late for school but how do you feel when other people come in the role's already been called and the teacher's distracted trying to get them onto the activity and gave them a why. And so I've possibly gone a bit far because one of my kids is particularly anxious about ever being late for school. Mm. So I may have induced some anxiety rather than giving them the reasons that I intended to give them. Um, But being late is disrespectful to yourself, to the people that are waiting for you. I'm a real stickler for time. A like over the top stickler for time, and so if, I know if you've ever booked <laughs> like a phone call with me, I call you like as the second hand ticks over to the time I meant to call you. Like it's time is really important to me, and and teaching my children that was important, and teaching them the why of being on time, not just because the rules say be on time, but because it actually reflects on who you are and how you treat other people. I think another great way of having a calmer morning is to be prepared the night before. Yeah. Which is obviously lots of people do this who are working full time and have got a lot of stuff to get ready in Mm -hmm. the morning or have got lots of kids, but that's always helpful. Or you're leaving the house earlier with after school care or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because you've got a long day ahead of Mm -hmm. yourself, so you you don't really want to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning just to be able to get out of the house. What kind of things can you prepare the night before? You can do all the food the night before. Mm -hmm. You can get kids to lay out their clothes the night before so that there's no question about where's my mm-hmm. where's my sports uniform or I don't have the right bloomers today or yeah so getting ready the night before helps yeah because then you're not running around frantic finding that lost mm-hmm. shoe we have had a couple of times in 2019 where there was a sports uniform needed at the last minute that had been worn the day before so washed but hadn't been dried yet. And there have been occasions where my young children have thrown their own things in the dryer, like quick, quick, quick. And luckily I've kept my hands off and I'm like, if it's not dry, you don't get to wear your uniform and therefore you don't get to do sport. So they've learned over the course of time, better to do it the night before. Mm. It's also good for kids to have a look at their schedule the night before, particularly teenagers. Do you have anything that's due that you forgot about that it's better to know about so you can get up a little bit earlier and handle that 
is there a particular uniform you need? Are you in the band tomorrow when you need to have black pants or all those kind of things so that kids are prepared mentally before they go to bed so the morning isn't stressful and, and rushed? Yeah, and that obviously depends on your children too and depends mm-hmm. on their level of anxiety and what is going on with them. So it's just, you know, parenting. Yeah. Making it up as we go, people. Making it up as we go. (laughs) I would love you guys to jump into the Facebook page and let us know how late your child gets up for school. Like what's the the gap and the window of getting up versus needs to be at school? Because I reckon there's got to be some that are only like a 15, 20-minute gap between rolling out of bed and ending up in the classroom. I would love to hear how tight you can make it. One of my best friends has kids like you yeah, who's got one really early riser and he creeps downstairs and watches TV, yeah. watches the iPad, and then the other one has to be, she has to be cajoled for like half oh. an hour and then still is like grumpalicious <laughs> coming down to eat breakfast. Whereas my kids both get up pretty quickly. Yeah. But Emily loves, as you mentioned, Emily loves to come in and have a snuggle and mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to be on my phone or doing anything else. I have to fully undivided attention for a little while. And whereas before I've even woken up, Ollie's got up, done everything. Yeah. If he's well, if he's unwell or procrastinating going to school, like having something's going on at school then he is bleary-eyed right but mostly but then when Emily's got her cup filled she's all over it yeah and she's like she's she's incredible that child love her well you know your kids well and I think that's that's really key Hmm. any other gems of wisdom for our friends for going back to school cast just really recommend having space for grace in your week so just, you know, seeing what you can say no to, mm. seeing what you can cut out, particularly in that first term, going back and everybody settling in or yep. starting and everybody settling in, just having space for things to, um, for you to take a breath, for yeah, the kids white to space. take a breath, for um, things to go pear-shaped and it not have a cascading effect on everything mm. else that you're doing. We've talked about this before on the podcast, but when my kids were little, we always had Wednesday was playdate day. So in the playground where they're like, you know, kids come up, go, can Toby come home for a play this afternoon or can Lucy come to our house? You go, yeah, on Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday. And that was a trick for us to really help that after school time not become crazy. Even when we didn't have lots of activities, I also wanted some nights where they'd just come home and shoot hoops in the backyard. Mm. I think you've got our um, iTunes reviews, don't you, in front of you? I do. You happy to read those out, baby? I do. This one is called Headspace, and I don't know who it's by. But it says, after Amy's throwaway comment about selling Jessie's bike, which she's only just done. Yeah, I did. Like three weeks ago, it got picked up. (laughs) We looked at our garage garage with new eyes. In 48 hours, we've sold the treadmill, lawnmower, whippersnipper and a large collection of model planes. How easy was that? We now have an extra $800 garage space and headspace. Love the weekly inspiration, Kirsty and Amy. Thank you. Sorry, we didn't catch who you are. Sorry about that. I'm sure we did. I'm sure it's just my cut and paste that I've cut it off by accident. Yeah, sorry. Um, Katrina Kurtbill from Canada 
says Amy and Kirst are awesome to listen to, inspiring and practical, and their accents are pretty okay by me too. Thank you so much, Katrina. We hope that your kids have an amazing year at school this year, that you feel like it's calm and peaceful and in your control and give them grace and love. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Yay. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.